This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. I'm here with Jen Conley from uh, Hometown Lenders. Uh, it's exciting to have you on my podcast because you've had a podcast for... Well, thank you. Oh, gosh, I guess we've been a couple years now. Yeah. Yeah, Meredith and I. Uh, you actually took what Gary V uh, said to do mm-hmm. and did it instantly, and it took me yeah. two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we all had a good time down there at that event. That was... Uh, we did. Uh, Agent 2021. Yeah. And that was fun because it incorporated uh, insurance and real estate, mm-hmm. and I think car dealers. Mm-hmm. But it was one of the only conferences I've ever been to that I can go with my wife. Yes. Yeah. yeah that doesn't happen very often. No. So. And it was fun. Uh, you got to meet him. You uh-huh. got to meet other people. And I still have some contacts from that. Yeah. Yeah. You if you don't do know too. Gary Vaynerchuk, I yeah. mean, you look him up because now he cusses a lot. So yeah. that's why I like him. But, uh, <laughs> he's, but he's he's got really, really good content and um, very inspiring story. And yeah. so he's a really, really great guy. He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still follow him. But I remember him telling me, you need to just do a podcast. I'm like, yeah. all right, all right. Well, yeah. two years later, here we are. <laughs> Meredith came back. We came back and just started buying stuff. Right. We're like, we'll figure it out. Like, and just do yeah, it. Yeah. It took me a long time. Probably COVID. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, so the good stuff is, uh, well, some exciting news that you might want to share. And, yeah. Uh, we're going to be neighbors. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're really excited. Um so if you don't know anything about me, Hometown Lenders is a mortgage company. Uh, I'm the uh, operations manager for the state of Ohio, and we you know, promote home ownership. obviously. We do mortgages. So for us to finally buy our own building uh, is a big deal. I mean, you know, Meredith knows we've been looking for years yeah. uh, trying to find something, and I didn't want to settle. I'm not one to settle for things. So it's going to be nice to finally own that yeah. piece of our business. What's, what's the address over there? Uh, 109 West Main. Okay, and that was on. It's on the corner of Walnut and uh, Main Street. And it used to be Chicago Title and a um, uh, investment, investment company. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name. Yeah, but, uh, but I'm excited to have you guys. As yeah, it's neighbors. gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, bring us cookies. Yeah, absolutely. And gifts and <laughs> lunch and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, how long have you been in the mortgage business? I'm um, coming up on 16 years in November. 16 years. And how many locations have you had for in 16 years? Oh, gosh. So I worked at a couple places in Columbus, and then I went to Lancaster. And then we've had three different office, offices in Chillicothe in the past 11 years. Wow. Uh, so you started uh, when mortgages were a little crazy. Yes. And anything goes. And, yeah. And yeah. I, was, I, I did mortgages for a very short time. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to say a year or something. I, I don't remember. Um, maybe six months. I, it was insane. Yes, it is. Uh, Still is to a degree, but it was crazy back then. I'll never forget uh, getting loans for Taylor, Bean, and Whitaker. Do you mm-hmm. remember that yep. company? Yep, we used them. Yep. You did at one uh-huh. time. Yep. All right, so I was watching uh, American Greed uh-huh. uh, one night with Meredith, and I'm like, they're talking about Taylor, Bean, and Whitaker. What's this about? Uh-huh. Uh, was this after you were in insurance? Oh yeah. Like, okay. This was 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize it was a complete fraud. Yeah. And they had imploded. And- <laughs> yeah. It was like a Bernie Madoff thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. Uh, and it so was- then after that, and after the mortgage meltdown of yeah. 
what year was 2008, that? 2008. Start into 07 into 08. Then they finally uh, put re- uh, a lot more restrictions. Huge. And, yeah, and you know it's funny. So Which I is good in, too. Oh, absolutely. And for a long time, I worked in Columbus in yeah. the beginning, and um, I used to always tell my husband because I still lived in Waverly. Yeah. And I would drive to Columbus every day, and I would say, one of these days, I just know I'm going to see somebody I work with on the news. I, I told him that all the time. Like, yeah. I know I'm going to turn on the news one morning when I'm getting ready for work, and somebody's going to be on there. And so we're probably summer of 07 turn on the news and they start talking about this whole bust and somebody I worked with. And it was like mortgage fraud from previous, a previous company several years before, but they'd been investigating it forever. And, um, he had actually just gotten fired the day before at the company I was at. And to the owner, I'm like, you knew. And he's like, no, it was complete coincidence. Like, I didn't even know the investigation was going on. He'd done something else that wasn't even having to do with a mortgage. It was just like an HR issue. And, uh, it, it was just insanity. Like he was in this whole, like they had straw buyers and they had, um, Interfirst was the, the oh, underwriter, yeah. the underwriter was in on it and the appraiser and like all these people. And, um, and he went to prison. Yeah. You know, so I, I knew him that went to prison through all that. And then there was a couple like account executives at other companies sure. that, that went and it was always about investment stuff more than primary residence stuff, but not that there wasn't fraud in primary residence too, but it, it was nuts. It like, was the wild, wild west. It absolutely was. Yeah. Like no one, they just didn't care. No. I you mean, know? you had no doc loans and mm-hmm. you could borrow no, whatever you wanted. There was an angel loan. No income, yeah. no asset, no yeah. job. Yeah. They didn't have to have a job. What is this? If you had good credit, yeah. they didn't care. And I was, you know, 22 right out of college. Like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really? so nuts. Yeah. It was It was crazy. And I'm glad that they do have uh, rules and regulations mm-hmm. and then... Um, even on appraisers and mm-hmm. they kind of oh, yeah, across the whole board. And, you know, it was really interesting, probably, gosh, I don't know, 14 or 15 Vegas in Vegas. There was always a mortgage conference every yeah. June. And, um, one year George Bush spoke at it at 43 spoke at it. And so I wanted to hear that. Cause like he was president during the crash or the yeah. beginning of it. And he said, you know, I, my job as president was to hire the smartest people that I knew to run the treasury and all these departments. And he said, so, I had them telling me if I didn't do something, it was going to be worse than the Great Depression. Wow. And he said, and listen, I'm not an economist. Like, yeah. you know, no, no president is, is, right? I mean, nobody is. Yeah. So it's like, I have to follow their lead because I trusted them and I hired them. So we did do something. He said, did we stop it? I don't know, but it didn't happen. And that's all that matters. Yeah. It could be that we did something, or maybe it would have never happened at all. There's no way to know now. Right. But we just knew we couldn't let, we couldn't just sit back and let something happen. We had to try. Yeah. So it was it was really interesting to hear his whole take through oh, yeah. all that, you know, because we were in it, you know, through that. So. He went through a lot, you know, 9-11. Oh my and then he went to uh, the mortgage melt. Yeah. 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 There, you couldn't, there, that job is not No one. way. Yeah. I think no, people that wanted are crazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so how did you get to Chilcothe? You said you were uh, in Waverly, mm-hmm. then going to Columbus. And then did you just say, you know what? Well, we went to, I had one in Lancaster and we worked for a company actually that's still in business. They were more of a broker, like a mortgage broker model where I'm a lender. Okay. And, um, we, I, we did refis, so we didn't do any purchase purchase stuff. I didn't work with realtors at all. It was just like direct mail and doing refinances. That's what I was in. Refis. Yeah. Yeah. That's what most everybody did because it was easy. Yeah. So, um, so that company was like, Hey, you know, you really should, because refis were pretty much dried up at that point. And he, she said, you should work on trying to build realtor relationships. And I was like, okay, well, I was in Lancaster. 
super tough market. Like, yeah. I, I know everybody says their market's tough, but it's just, it is. It's a, everybody knows everyone. It's, it's a tough market. So I lived in Waverly and I just started stopping in Chillicothe and stopping at different offices. And, and I had an agent say, if you put an office here, I'll give you a shot. Yeah. And so I was like, well, okay. And that's I mean, because you... that's me. Like, I was like, okay. So I said, if you do this, I'll do that. I'm like, okay. So I was like, went on Paint Street and got an office for 600 bucks a month. And, and he did. He kept his word. Yeah. And he gave us a shot. And then we just started working to build it from there. And I started doing some you know, different marketing groups and then eventually got into coaching. And awesome. it's just changed everything. Um, uh, you always, you, you bring up the story and I, I don't remember it. I wondered uh, if you were going to yeah, bring that yeah. up. <laughs> I mean... I was probably fresh into in, into the insurance. It had to be 08. Okay, so 08. I was here. I started in 02. So, and then, you know, bought dad in 05, bought out dad in 05. And I was just, you know, trying to right. get some staffing for our office. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess you applied. Mm-hmm. And After the company I worked at in Columbus closed. And you yeah. came in and, and I called. I, you didn't even give me an interview. Well, and I said, You called. I said, You're too qualified. I yeah, you're like, I can't pay you enough. No. And I was like, Listen, I don't have a job. Like, <laughs> So anything is better than nothing. But on You're paper, like, I, I was like, there's no way I can pay. Because yeah. <laughs> no. you'd been to mortgages yeah. and you knew what it yeah. paid. And yeah. So, so it's like. Uh, he says it didn't happen. I'm telling you all. I, I don't remember it. Uh, it probably could because I was like, there's no way I can afford you. Uh, that's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it is funny now that, you know, you're. And listen, listen, there's another agent in town that um, I applied. Probably had to be around the same time. Yeah. Similar. And, you know. The crash was hard. Yeah. Like it was hard on us. It was hard on you know. I I had a foreclosure. I had a bankruptcy. I've been super open about that. Sure. Had to rebuild everything, and uh, this particular agent had a parent company, and they wouldn't let him hire me because I had those. I had those things on my credit. Wow. And so, and he felt so bad, and I I felt bad for him. Like he's like, I want to hire you, but I they won't allow me to do it. And I was like, I understand. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. So several years ago, he reached out to me and wanted to go to lunch. And we went to lunch and, and I mean, it was years in between. And so we sit down, I was like, I'm not sure if you remember me or not. He's like, oh no, I remember. And every time I hear you on the radio, I tell my wife, that's the one they wouldn't let me hire. <laughs> well, at least he gave you a shot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, no way. I, I can't afford you. <laughs> that was just my narrow-minded well, you know, mind at the well, time. Well, you don't have it. You don't yeah, have it. I, was, I mean, I've been there. Yeah. I listened, Jill in my office, I passed on her the first time. Yeah. So she was referred to me by an insurance agent that he, he knew her. He was over in the Jackson yeah. area and Jill's my um, office manager, my ops manager, loan officer. She does everything. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, she, he's like, you need to talk to her. I'm like, listen, I can't afford her. Can't afford her. She took another job. It didn't work out. Six months later, he came back. He's like, listen, that job didn't work out. You just talk to her. Yeah. And so we hired her part time and then she worked like a week and a half and she's, she was running a bar. She was an off, a, a bar manager. And she came in and she's like, I, so I quit the bar. So if you need me full time and I call my partner, I'm like, I mean, we're, we got to give her full time. She quit her job. And he's like, we can't afford it. I'm like, I, I mean, what are we going to do? We yeah. have to pay. We have to give her full time. And so we just did. We couldn't afford it. We didn't have the money, but we brought her in 40 hours a week. And it's wow. been the best well, thing I that we if, ever did. I think if you came in my office and knocked on the door, I would have said, yeah, let's, let's talk. <laughs> but, you know, persistence. <laughs> right. I'm glad it wasn't just you. <laughs> um. So your hometown lenders has mm-hmm. a um, foundation or um, a nonprofit, nonprofit, mm-hmm. and it's called Fire F- Mission Fire Mission Fire. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. So our owner adopted a little girl from Guatemala. Gosh, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago now, probably. And he, when he was down there, you you have to travel a lot when you yeah. do that. And he saw the need, and he said, "We have to do something to help these people." 
So Mission Firefly for a long time was only funded by hometown lenders, um, by the corporate office. So we have no, no donation goes to pay any salaries. So we've got um, one person here in the States that's on salary. And then we have a lot in country that are salary, but hometown has always covered every bit of that. So all the money goes to water, uh, water treatment systems, education, faith-based initiatives, food, um, and so the story he tells that I love is he went in the first time and had all the kids there and he's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they all were like, well, I work in the field. I mean, that's all they know. Yeah. Like they're in this village on the side of a mountain and he was like, okay. So he goes back again a few months later and he's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And one little girl raised her hand and she said, I want to be a doctor. And wow. you know, you hear that here and you're like, okay. I mean, lots of kids say that. But they don't say that there yeah. because there is no hope right. for them. They don't even know what that. They don't even know what that means. Yeah. Like they're on the side of this mountain. They have no hope. It is you, you know, at 12, 13, you start working in the field, you start having babies and that's it. Like that is the life for a woman down there. Women are for sure second class citizens down there. I mean, it's hard for men too, but women for sure. And so Billy was like, okay, that's my one. Yeah. And so he started like concentrating on her and pouring into her. Not that they didn't do it for other, other people too, but he knew she wanted more. Yeah. And so uh, she actually just graduated a, a month ago, probably from nursing school. Wow. Here, uh, here in the States? Uh, no, she's over there. Okay. So she graduated from nursing school. She's going to go on to medical school. Um, we partnered with Baylor and Liberty University. They're going to help fund her education for that. Wow. And then p- also pay for her to be the doctor for the, the nonprofit in country after she graduates and wow. give medical equipment and all these things. Like, and Billy's just got a lot of really good connections. So that she's the first female to ever leave that village. Unbelievable. Ever. ever. And so now it's changed the whole dynamic because you can't. And, and that's another thing Billy said, you know, a lot of these not people go in to help these countries and they go for a little bit and they just stop showing up. Yeah. And so we've been going back and back and back for years and years. And so now we have relationship with the government. You have the trust. Too. We have that trust built yeah. up. And so they know we're, we're not just going to disappear. Yeah. And so that is, is huge in that, that world that people just don't forget about them. Yeah. And, and we don't, we just keep going back and we have a lot of relationships there. Um, but to have a little girl have that, that desire, like he knew that was what he needed to do. And so yeah, she's, she's going to be awesome. the doctor. I mean, it's just, and it's just changed the whole dynamic of the whole village because now it's, it's elders. Like yeah. they listen to their elders and they, they don't, elders don't ask younger people for their opinion, but now they do. They ask her like, what do you think, Lucretia? What should we do here? Wow. And, and she's young, you know? And so, but you can't bring, when you go into these villages, you can't bring them. They're like in the forties or fifties. You can't just like throw them in 2021. No, you can't just throw them a bunch of iPads and say, here, you know, it's 2021. It doesn't work that way. You have to take them through the natural progression of the you know, evolution of time. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, where I think a lot of nonprofit organizations fail is they go in and they're like, Oh, well, here's an iPad. It's 2021. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like yeah. that. They have to go through the progression like we did. Yeah. yeah. Like we did. We progressed to where we are. We didn't go from the fifties to here. Right. That didn't happen. And it won't work if you do that. No. Um, how was COVID affected over there? Well, we didn't get to go at all sure. last year, obviously. So, um, they did not a lot of testing, at least not in the village. So anyway. I'm sure they had it. We didn't, we don't have anybody in the village that we know of the main village that we work with that passed away. Yeah. But, um, but they I'm sure they had it and yeah. there's no way around it. Are you going to go this year? Uh, probably October. Wow. Yeah. They're having a, a trip in August. We, so all the branches get the opportunity to go. Um, and they want us to donate obviously to help. Yeah. So for us and our branch, we donate $200 from every loan that we close toward mission firefly. 
And then hometown matches that. How much is that? So last year we gave almost $53,000 wow. just out of Chillicothe and then hometown matched it. Wow. Uh, so, you know, a hundred and almost $106,000 went directly to no salaries. It was all for water, food, faith-based education, all of that. Wow. It's so, I and building a road that, you know, that's the thing too. Like, you know, they're on this mountain and yeah. it's all, you know, ruts. And so if it rains and they have a rainy season, no one can get in and no one can get out. So they can't go out and sell their goods, like the vegetables they raised or anything they've made. And we can't get in to feed them. So that when we went, first time I went in 2015, it was, we need to build a road. And so it's almost completed now. It's taken this long to wow. get there. What kind of, I mean, is it like asphalt now? No, it's like concrete. Okay. Yeah. And so we provide all the supplies and then the men in the village do the work. Uh, but we, last time we were there, like the, the new mayor took pictures with us. Of course they want a photo opportunity. So sure. they took pictures and they're like, Hey, we're going to work with you. We're going to make sure this gets done. And so John, my boss that you've met, he always jokes. He's like, I, I'm going to put a sign there that says Conley Lane because you've, you've basically you paid for it. Yeah. yeah. So we're the highest donor in, of the branches to, to Mission Firefly. That's awesome. In little old Chilcothy. Yeah. And we have branches in Seattle and Chicago and all these big. Are the, you in all 50 states? Uh, 45, I think right now. Close enough. Yeah. So of all those branches, we have over a hundred branches where in Chillicothe is the number one donor. Wow. That yeah. is cool. Yeah. It's and awesome. you, you need to go to check out Conley Lane. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. That's cool. Uh, what, uh, what new things are on the horizon with hometown lenders locally? Anything? Well, besides the big move, yeah, I mean, that's pretty building. huge. Uh, well, we're doing a lot of recruiting, yeah. you know, across the country. So uh, I'm hoping once we get that established and up and going, we, we've brought a few on that that's going to open up more opportunities for local jobs for us. Yeah. So I like to have all the ops under my roof. Right. So um, uh, that's that's my plan right now is to bring more loan officers in. I've got, I've got three right now that are in. Uh, and then once we get them up and ramped up, then probably we're going to have an opportunity to have some more op operation staff here. So there's going to be more opportunities. The new building's got more space. Yes. It's better. It's more yeah. conducive. For it's more laid out. Yeah. And, and, you know, I like to have an experience for people. Yeah. Like, I think this is a really big deal. Um, it's the biggest purchase of their life usually. Yeah. And we do everything face-to-face. -face. I mean, you know, we, yeah. we, a lot of lenders, and listen, it's totally the norm now to do everything electronic. And that's cool. If that's yeah. what you want, we can do that. But I just feel like you need to know where this money is going and what sure. you're doing. And again, I had a foreclosure. I got that mortgage before I got into the business. Yeah. So it was not a great mortgage either. On top of the fact that the market crashed, it was not a good mortgage to begin with. Uh, so, And I swore I would never do that. And yeah. so that's how we're all based around explaining every single document. You need to know what you're getting into. Yeah. And if you sit down and you're like, hey, this is more than what I, I'm comfortable with, that's okay. Sure. We're, we're not upset with that. We want you, I want to set you up for success, not for failure. Yeah. I don't want to see you at Kroger and have to go the other way because, oh, I did not put you in a great loan. Right. Like, I don't want to live my life like that. No. And so it's, it's better really, to sleep really, at night, right? Yeah. It's really, really important for me to, it's good to do good loans for our community, yeah. for the families here. And, you know, again, like I said, I got put in a mortgage. I had kids that we lost our house. Yeah. And I said, I will never, ever do this, never do this to someone. No. And so it's been really, really important to me to make sure that we're putting, we're setting people up for success yeah. because you, it's, there's always a way to do it right. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day, people yeah. took all the shortcuts and people still take shortcuts sometimes, yeah, but, but it, you can't do what you did back in the day. No, no, not no. to that extent, but yeah. there's still shortcuts that can be taken yeah. and I just won't do it. Like yeah. it, there's always a way to do it right. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not going to put my company in that position. I'm not going to put our community and our families in that position either. Yeah. I mean, 
what you do is, is, is help out our community and also this mission firefly. I mean, that's pretty awesome. And, and you do give back to, to different downtown organizations mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen. Yeah. And then we also this year started an initiative at hometown for St. Jude to raise a million dollars this year. So for, the, an, for all the lenders. For, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. For all of our branches yeah. to contribute for the whole company as a whole. So whatever we do, corporate matches. That's awesome. So that, and our goal is a million dollars. Wow. So um, we did a, actually one of my new loan officers was in the office and we had a meeting with St. Jude and it was a Zoom obviously. Yeah. And so we're all just bawling crying because they have do. a little girl yeah. from Memphis on there and we're just bawling. And like this new, this new guy look over and he's crying too. Like he's brand new, like first day. And so well, it's, you probably thought, well, he's, he's part of the team. That's perfect. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. he's, he's like us. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it is, it's just, they do such good work and their story is so amazing. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing, like there's no money. They don't take money from anybody. And that's another, ooh, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's just it's just an amazing I mean, it's organization. Awesome that they don't have to take money. It's yes. bad that they're there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. But but that they have it, you yeah. know. And I don't know if you know that story or not, but Danny Thomas was trying to get I think he was trying to get a gig, like an acting gig or something. And he prayed, like, if you get me, if I get this, I will make sure that I give back. And so this was his way of giving back. He started St. Jude. Wow. And he's like, I'm keeping my promise. I, I, that's I that's a shortened that. version. Yeah, it's I a really cool that. story. Huh. Uh that he promised God that he would, you know, give back. So it's it's a it's a pretty cool story. That's cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, so Jen, I always ask like three questions and it's normally at the beginning, but I've started to do it at the end. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot? Each one? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I do this so I can know where to go. Okay. So breakfast, I love some Chick-fil-A breakfast. Yeah. I love those chicken minis. Yeah. Uh, we, I obviously, I hardly ever get them here, but when I go to corporate, you, yeah. we always have breakfast. When you travel. And- or yeah, also if you go to Huntsville, there's a little place called Rosie's. They make their own tortillas, breakfast burrito. Amazing. Um, so lunch, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I love me some Carl's. Yeah. I love Carl's and, and Taylor's like Taylor's has got the best hamburger in town. I'm telling you, if you have not been there, they're good. I love that. I love their, and they're chilly. I love that. And coldest Um, beer. Well, I don't drink beer, so I don't like beer, but, (laughs) but that's probably my, my favorite lunch. And then I I love sushi. Like that's my thing. If I'm out from out of town, like that's always what I want to go to. So sushi like Sushi Co or Sushi N in Columbus are probably my favorite dinner spots. I've never been. Oh, where are sushi. they? Uh, sushi N is at Polaris and Sushi Co is like Worthington, okay. like Crosswoods. Yeah. Uh, but I worked up there. And so I, you know, that, I just started going there when I worked up there all those years ago. And so sure. that's still where I go to get my sushi. Um, any book that you're currently reading or would like to share? Uh, I just finished Winning by Tim Grover, which I got Meredith on. Uh, he was, and he also has Relentless, which is really good. He was a trainer for Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, um, Michael Jordan. So he is. Oh yeah, she did talk. Yeah, because she's like, "Do you know this guy?" I'm like, "No." I, yeah, Tim Grover. He is amazing. Huh. And it's very much about people are are. He has like people classified, but the one that Kobe was was a cleaner, and it yeah. was like you just don't you don't celebrate the wins. It's just on to the next thing and on to the next thing. And so Meredith's like, when I listened to this book, I was like, Oh my God, that's me. Yeah. And so it, Jill in the office, they always like, when we got the building, they're like, aren't you excited? And I'm like, I got work to do. And they're like, but aren't you excited? I'm like, I've got work to do. Like, I don't, I've got too much on my plate to to, to worry that. about that. Like I've yeah. got to get it done and then it's going to be something else. And so I, I just don't do that. And that's, I don't know that that's healthy, <laughs> but uh, but that's just how I am. Like, it's just like, there's one more, there's always something else to do. And so I don't feel like if I stop, I feel like if I stop to celebrate that I'm going to lose ground on what sure. I'm trying to get done, 
And so I'm not really good at that. My coach gets on me about that all the time. So I'm going to check that out. Well, it is really, really good. And he's done a lot of good podcasts. I'll send you those too. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, Andy Frisella and um, who was the other one I heard him on? Andy Frisella was the one. There was another one I heard him on too. And um, he's good. But yeah, he's yeah. really, really good. So I cannot for the life of me remember who, what the other one was, but they were both really good. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's a mindset thing and not, again, not that I'm comparing myself to Kobe or no, Jordan or any of that, but it's good um, to learn from him. That's yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, you know, I, and I like Meredith and I actually talked about this last week on our podcast about this book and like, I like to. I don't care about sports. So it's easy for me to say, I don't care if it's this one or that one. I like just winners. Yeah. Stories of people that are winners because people look at everybody and are like, oh, well, I mean, look at, look at Andy. It's easy for him. Yeah. He's got this and he's got that. And it's like, but you didn't see in 2005 when he turned me down because he couldn't Good afford me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Nobody, nobody remembers that right. stuff. And so to watch, there's um, a couple years ago, Tom Brady Again, I don't care about sports, so it doesn't matter to me what, what I love team sports, you're on. So it, yeah, it doesn't matter to me what team you're on because yeah. I don't care about sports. But there was a Facebook watch show about Tom Brady. And just to watch, like, he's gone from his family like six or eight months a year. Yeah. Like, training and watching tape and, and working out and doing all this stuff. And, like, that's what he does to win. Yeah. And probably one of the – there was a Michael Phelps – I don't know. I think it was an ad. It was an Under Armour ad. And they said, what, what was it? What you – what you see in the light started in the dark or something like that. And they show him swimming like at like four in the morning, like he's doing his laps and all yeah. that stuff. People don't see all the work behind. Oh, that guy put in a lot of work. Yeah. They, and they all just the, don't all see. All the Olympic athletes. Yeah. But even like for you, for your business, yeah. like nobody sees everything that you did. Like yeah. you're buying your dad out yeah. and do like, you didn't get this handed to no. you. No. Nobody gets anything handed to them. No, they don't. And you got to work hard. But even if you do, if you move it to the next level, You've done the work, yeah. But people don't want to see that, You're right. or they don't want to admit that. They want to just say, "Oh well, yeah, they've had everything handed to them." Well, I mean, I mean listen, yeah. my dad was a barber, yeah. and my mom didn't work, yeah. And I didn't get to go to college because they didn't have the money, sure. And so, like, so I've done what I've done on my own, which is awesome. And it, not that I'm anything special, but you know, I I've been able to employ you know seven other people and give them good full time jobs with benefits and retirement yeah. and all those things, and that's important to me. Yeah. And health insurance and all the things that you want, like I'm able to do that. And for me, that's all that matters yeah. is that I'm able to do that. I don't care about, I'll be okay. If I take care of them, I'll be okay. It's true. And, and that's so, but they didn't see me when I had a bankruptcy and a foreclosure and, and I was moving my stuff out and I was crying every night and laying yeah. in bed, like, how are we going to make it? Nobody saw any of that. They just, they one, see one day when they notice you, they're like, oh, well, she just popped up out of nowhere. Like, yeah. no, no, not really. Not really. No. <laughs> Yeah. So anything with you know with a with a winning story. Yeah. Like I've told Meredith the whole time we were doing this podcast, I said, I want somebody with a comeback story. Yeah. Like that lost it all and build it back. Well, you're pretty me, close to that. Eh, about <laughs> that. But but I just like those people inspire me. Yeah. That that they they fought through it and they did it anyway because we used to be a country that we love to come back story. Yeah. We, I don't know that we're really that country anymore. I think we're still there. I hope so. No, but that's what there. I always love. Like I love somebody to lose it all or mess it up beyond what everybody thinks is beyond repair and then redeem themselves. Yeah. Like I love a redemption story. And so that's, I love, I'm just drawn to those people. I got to think of something. And if any listeners can think of one and, and give Jen a call yeah, to get absolutely. them on your, their podcast. For sure. I would, anybody yeah. that has anyone that they think would be a good story like that. Cause I just think it's valuable. I think yeah. that it gives people hope. Um, sure. And, and here's the other thing too, and I'm going to do a podcast with Meredith about this, but 
I had um, someone message me that they're in Northern Ohio, they're a loan officer, been in the business way longer than me. Um, and we've been talking about that back and forth about maybe him coming to work for me. And um, he messaged me last week and this big, long message, I sent it to Meredith. And you don't realize who's watching. And when you're working and you're building something, you're not paying attention to who's watching. Yeah. But he sent me this big message about how that I inspired him. And, you know, I mean, he's in a smaller town like me. And like he felt like he could do it because he'd watched me do it. And so people are watching even when you think they're not. Wow. And um, my coach, who's amazing, Meredith and I have talked about for years on my on our podcast. And your podcast, let's get yeah, that small out. Small Town Real Talk. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, anywhere you find your podcast. Yeah. Uh, so we we drop one every Thursday morning. But I, I was talking to him about it. And he said, I, it's weird to see how other people view you. Yeah. I think that's not a gift that a lot of people get that people tell you how they like really tell you how they see you. Yeah. And so for him, he's like, I hope this message doesn't creep you out. I'm like, no, this is no, a this gift. Is good. This is a gift to me. Like, yeah. because it makes it, it validates what I want to do. Um, and then it also, um, what Carl, what my coach said, he's like, you don't realize that you're, you're a light in the storm to people because yeah. this business is hard. Sure. It is. And it's, you know, my life is hard. Yeah. Life is hard. Yeah. And this business is hard. And so, if you and he, and Carl taught me a long time ago, he's like, you have to be that ray of sunshine. Yeah. No matter what is going on, you have to be the sunshine. Yeah. And so I've tried. Now I don't always do it. I don't always do it well, but I try to be positive and be that ray of sunshine because they're not getting it anywhere else. Yeah. If they turn the TV on or they go on Facebook or on Twitter, that's why I started this. Yeah, they're not getting work. any of that. They're yeah. not getting sunshine. Yeah. They're getting doom and gloom and. Yeah. moaning and like no you, you gotta be happy yeah yeah i mean you know. i'm excited to hear that podcast yeah put, put that guy on yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but you know it's and that also i just uh, one other thing that i'm doing is i'm starting i started coaching yeah for my coaching group so i have right now i have four clients and i'm gonna after i get them up and going i'm gonna bring four and they're more all on. they're only mortgage brokers right? only mortgage yeah. companies yeah or loan officers and yeah. so to me, I was like, oh, well, maybe I can do this because I don't feel like I'm like that inspirational person. Like, I feel like I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm pretty blunt. Like, I feel, I feel like I'm pretty blunt with people. But, you know, it, it made me believe that I could do this, sure. you know, do the coaching part because I've, I've never really thought I could do it because I'm, I've always, I always tie myself to the result. And so I had to disconnect myself from the result. It doesn't matter what the result is because I don't benefit from that. No. My job is to give them my best and what they do with it's up to them. And so it took me, I mean, gosh, I've been coaching eight and a half years as long as I've been in hometown. And it took me that long to get to the point where I was like, oh, maybe I can do that because I never felt like I could disconnect myself. From How long have you you've been doing it for a month? I just started a month ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I love it. And like, I thought I would have like people like, I'm like, oh, yeah. I had one guy out on the West Coast is huge producer. And I thought, man, he is not going to listen to me. Yeah. I'm in chill coffee. Why would he listen to me? He's like, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> I like this guy. That's but, awesome. <laughs> but, but when you start talking to him, like there, there's something holding people back. Yeah. And so to be able to help those people get past that, like my coach helped me, you know, he made me believe in myself. That's when I started awesome. coaching. I didn't, didn't think I could do any of this. Yeah. I was like, I'm just some little girl from Waverly. That's I can't, I can't grow a multi-million dollar business in chill coffee, did. but we did it, yeah. you know? And so it, if I can help just one other person do that, it's worth it. That's cool. Uh, so do you, you probably pick a day out of the week that you just devote to coaching or do you every other week? Okay. So I, you know, I do, I do a couple days every other week, just to try to fit in their yeah. schedule, but that I want to have those two weeks open to, if I need to go on vacation or yeah. on that, I don't want to interrupt their coaching schedule. So I want to yeah. keep them on schedule. So, wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's it's exciting. Yeah. It's pretty fun. I'm excited about it. 
last question, Night Owl, uh, Early Riser, both are different phases of your life. You probably have different times. Mm, both. Yeah. I, I don't sleep well, so yeah. I'm up a lot. I, I, Meredith can attest to that. I'm texting her at midnight. I was sitting at her tables and chairs last night. I'm like, what do you think about this? It was like 1230. <laughs> she's she didn't in bed. Yeah, no, yeah. she's in bed. Uh, she, she answers me at five in the morning when she gets up. So, yeah. so I get up at you know, like 630. Yeah. So I do both. I just, I'm not as much of a sleeper anymore. The older uh, I get, the less and less I sleep too. Yeah. So I'm waiting for the days. Like my grandma used to sleep all the time. I'm like, when do I get that gig? Uh, probably when we're like 70. 75 yeah. or 80. Yeah. I was like, when can Maybe I get 80. that gig? <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of a little bit of both. I used to be a night owl, just yeah. solely a night owl, but I just, that can't be my life anymore. Oh, uh, no. When's this going to air? Uh, I don't Probably two weeks, maybe three. So in July? Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. Another thing. I'm totally all over the place. This no, it's just very typical. Very typical of my Emeritus Clause this podcast. This is the way it should be. Uh, one other thing that I'm starting is in first week of July, um, my coach is starting a morning show that we will do. And so there are four of us in the industry, uh, three of them that are like, if you're in the industry, you know who they are. Sure. Uh, and they asked me to be a host on it, a co-host on it as well. Cool. What's so, the name of that? Uh, it's called Loan Officer Coffee Club. Okay. And we're going to do it every morning at 830. So that goes back to the morning person. So I'm going to have to get my rear end up and get my makeup did, my hair did by yeah. 830 to be on. Uh, but, so you're going to be a uh, mortgage officer famous is what uh, we call no. insurance agent famous. There's <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> right. You know, you're in these uh, circles. In the circle of people that yeah. nobody else knows no, who no we are. No, nobody cares. Yeah. But we call it, you know, insurance. Oh, I call it that fat chick on there. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. <laughs> but um, so I'm really excited about that. That's cool. It was kind of the coaching thing in this happened at the same time. And Meredith and I started talking about the coaching thing. Like the biggest deal to me when I got my my login stuff was I had an email at the marketing animals, like Jen at the marketing animals. And I was telling Meredith about it. I started to cry. I'm like, wow. I know that's really stupid, but I have looked up to him for so long. And for him to ask me to be part of that yeah. was such a big deal. And then when he's texting me about this, he's like, hey, would you want to do this? And I was like, uh, yes, yeah. I can't believe you're even asking me. Of course I want to do this. So it, it's, I'm really excited about well, it. That's cool. it's, you to get give to people, give, yeah. yeah, to give people that you you can you can have a good time in this yeah. business because you know I'm sure insurance is the same way. Oh yeah, you're you're dealing with people most half at least half the time at the worst time in their lives, mm -hmm. like attorneys. Like I never want to be an attorney. Like no. you only see people when it's bad. Um, so to to be able to say, hey, you can have fun, yeah. you can build a good team, you can have a good process. Plus, you're giving back to your um, cohorts, and yeah, uh, I think that's great too. I yeah. Mean, uh, you didn't get this this far in your industry without some help. Yeah, and that's absolutely. what you're doing. Absolutely. So yeah, people were so giving of their time yeah. and their and their knowledge to me. And I, the, you know, if I can do a little bit of what they did for me, I will gladly do it. Yeah. I yeah, I agree with you. I mean, when I first got in the insurance business, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And I called every underwriter mm -hmm. and tried to figure it out. Yeah. Because unfortunately, I wish my father would have taught me, but yeah. he wasn't around much. <laughs> well, but you know, back then it was probably different too. It was different. You know, it says a whole different time. Like he probably just sent it in and they they let him know. Yeah. You know, he didn't probably have to figure it out as much as uh, you I mean, do now. He did He did know the industry inside and out, but mm -hmm. uh, training was not his strong point. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> so not I, mine I, either, had so. To, I had to figure it out and uh, 
thank goodness I did. I didn't give up. And I'd listen to my mother. She said, you just call the underwriters. They'll know it all. Yeah. I'm like, well, all right. All right. Good old Marsha. Yeah. She got the tenacity. She did. She <laughs> said, just call them. All right. I'll do it. And they would much rather tell you and, yeah. and, and have a good agent that then knows rather than. Right. Do it the right way. Do it the right way rather than the wrong way. Yeah. So I'm sure they were glad to give you that time. Yeah. yeah. Makes it easier. makes their job easier. Absolutely. In the long run. Um, Jen, thank you. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you for having yeah. me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. So we're always asking people, but I don't feel like I, I mean, a lot of out, like you're in my the first industry. girl, actually. Look at that. Yeah. That's maybe, cool. maybe Meredith will let you be our first boy. Uh, uh, woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. Uh, but I, I do. She had a strict rule on. for the first like hundred episodes. Like, no, I was like, we, you know, we could have this guy. So she's like, no, it's women. I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, I, uh, she was going to be my first woman as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, we were going to do slacker. it. She's no, slacker. we were going to do it right before we went to Yellowstone and uh-huh. uh, things got in the way. And, yeah. yeah. How amazing is Yellowstone? Oh my. <sighs> Unbelievable place in yeah. the world. It is. I, uh, I'm getting off topic par for the course with me, but, um, you know, we always, you're in Ohio, you go to the beach, right? Yeah. That's what you always do. You go to the beach, you go to the beach for vacation. And so the first time I went out there, I'm like, man, I have wasted so many years yeah. going to the beach. Yeah, like because a beach is a beach is a beach. I don't care what beach you go to; it's still sand and water. Yeah, um, some of them are prettier than others, but still sand and water. But you go out there, and it will take your breath away. It, it, take it your does. Breath away. Uh, I know yeah, it's a long haul, but man, it's so worth it. I, I lived out in Steamboat for two years. Uh-huh. Uh, Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and it was awesome. Yeah, phenomenal. So, if you've never been out there, you yeah, got to I mean, find a way to get there. Every day, it's sunny. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know three hundred and probably fifty days of sunshine. Yeah, maybe forty. I don't know. The first different time, from here. Yeah, the first time we went, we went to South Dakota, and we went out there to go to a concert that was on the other side of the state. But we went to, um, oh gosh, where we we went to uh, Custer National Forest and you know Mount Rushmore and all that, wow. and then we drove over to this concert. So um, we stopped. We went to the Badlands. I've heard that's beautiful. Uh, so we leave and we get there. It's it's dark because you know it gets darker early yeah. out there, and nothing's open. The town, it was, I think it was called, I think it was Normal, Wyoming. I'm pretty sure. And that a TV? It's like going into the park, population 100. Wow. It's like 6.30, 6.45, pitch black, nothing open, nothing. We had called the, the there were all these little cabins that were inside the park. And um, we called and they said, oh, well, the, the wagon wheel's open. You can go to the wagon wheel. We go, it's a typical bar like you'd see in some movie about the West. Yeah. And like it's all cowboys. They got the cowboy hats on, the whole nine. And the waitress comes up. I was like, I mean, what do people do? There's nothing, Andy. I mean, nothing. I was like, what do they do for work? And she's like, well, you either, you know, you work at the at the park or you're yeah. a rancher. And so I was like, who in the hell would live here? Like, there is nothing. The next morning I get up and I open the curtains. And I'm like, that's oh, why. that's why they yeah. live here. The most beautiful pink, purple colors yeah. on, on, you know, on the mountains. And. I was like, that's, that's why they live here. Yeah. I mean, just the most, and I, I put that stuff on Facebook, no filters. It looks like it's all filtered up. Not no. one single filter. I have never seen such a breathtaking morning. Yeah. I think you take like our mornings that look so pretty and pink and purple and multiply it times a million. And I that's know. what it is every day out there. We, we want to go to more national parks now that we just mm-hmm. went to the one and yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah right. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, in a month I'll be seeing you as my neighbor. That's right. Awesome. Hopefully get all nah, that construction will. done. You will. <laughs> well, thanks again. And thank you for uh, having me. Hopefully uh, maybe I'll have you and Meredith on one time. Yeah. Let's do fun. that. Yeah. We'll do let her have her own separate. And we don't want to make, oh, yeah. her, make her jealous. That's and right. And we'll do one together. Well, thanks again. <laughs> Jen, we'll, we'll talk uh, very shortly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.